Welcome back. This is the On The Job Training Podcast. I'm your host, Dre. Um, first off top, let me give out the call-in number. It's 832-781-4903. Uh, so that way you guys can call in and be part of the show. Look, first of all, I want to tell you guys thank you. You know, uh, I want to give a huge thank you to everybody who watched the show um, initially. Like, we had a huge positive response, man. Like, I think it was got up to five, 600 views on that first video, and nobody even knew that it was going to be out. So uh, for something that nobody knew about, like, that's a huge, uh, nothing but positive feedback. So I really appreciate that, guys. Um, like I said before, this is not my show. Uh, I started this podcast so that we can have a platform to connect with one another tell each other um tell each other's stories um give our opinions on those stories and uh just connect if you have a business that you guys want to promote or just a story that you guys would like to tell call in and be a part of the show man anytime like this is this is for us so i really appreciate you guys support um i really appreciate you guys kind words um it's it's been all love man so thank you um we got a beautiful guest today ladies and gentlemen uh my puerto rican brother hector sanchez what's up bro <laughs> <laughs> how you doing man really good i'm blessed man it's always a pleasure it's always my pleasure uh when i get to hang out with you when i get to see you man because you are like my family bro. same here bro same here yeah yeah um so this is show number two ladies and gentlemen and I, it had to be done uh first of all tell the people where you're from man uh, i'm from puerto rico um carolina puerto rico so it's a good place, but yeah. I'm happy to be here, though. <laughs> um, you're a postal employee, first first off, uh, you know, uh, given the, 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 the theme of the show. Yeah. You're a postal employee. What office do you work at? Uh, I work on Richmond Post Office, uh, but I first work on Kingwood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> originally from Kingwood, ladies and gentlemen. That's my station, uh, and that's where we first met, man, yes, and sir. we kind of became close. Um, so... Uh, I felt like this show had to be done because about eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, um, there was an interesting phenomenon that happened. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, I turn around one day, <laughs> and it's nine, ten Puerto Rican people in our building. Yeah. In our building alone, I'm like, where the hell all these Puerto Ricans come from? Yes, and I'm like, uh, I need to understand what, 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 why the mass exodus from Puerto Rico? How did you end up here? Um, today I'd love to hear your your story in particular, man. So what 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 was the reason uh, you came over? Okay, um, everything started like um, Soraya, uh, she was living here, so she worked on the post office. Shout out to Z, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Um, I remember that it was I came here nine years ago, so a year before she called me. Hey, you need to come visit. So I said, okay, I will, I will go. So I went with my girlfriend at that time. That's my wife now. Yeah. And uh, we came here to visit, and I saw the place. And I said, like, mm, it's okay. Yeah. And I never think about okay, I'm moving here. You know what I'm saying? Like, never. So, fall forward, uh, I have my first child, and I start thinking like, okay, I need to do best, do the best for my son, and you know, have to give him something better. Yeah. So I first moved to Orlando. 
And uh, I went to Orlando first. And um, I remember I stayed there like for four days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the first day that I arrived there, so, some of my friends called me, hey, we going out tonight. And I said like, mm. I didn't move from Puerto Rico to, to go out. So I said, you know what, it's not, this not for me. So I remember the uh, three days, and I, I fly back to, to see. I told, hey, uh, can I go with you and, you know, live with you, try to, to make it over there? She said, hey, of course. Yeah. So, uh, and Nicole, too, his, yeah. his sister, his sister. Shout so, out to Nicole. <laughs> so I started living with them, and uh, it was a bless because uh, I only stayed without working, like, one month. She, as soon as I get here... Uh, they take me to change my driver license, uh, take the test from the post office. And like I tell you, like one month, uh, I start working on the post office. Wow, uh, wow. I, I have, I, I know some people that it takes time when they move from Puerto Rico or, you know, to come to the United States and find a job, like a good job yeah. that I can stay and, you know, so... That's what happened. <laughs> so, you know, when we think about Puerto Rico, uh, I know in my mind, uh, excuse my Honduran shirt, uh, shout out to my girlfriend. She's from Honduras. My fiance, I should, <laughs> I should add. Uh, I, don't wanna, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I should have brought a Puerto Rican man, shirt. you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, normally when we think of Puerto Rico, man, we think of salsa, Latin music, that, that, that flair, the beaches, the club, the scene. Yeah. Um, why leave such a, a paradise, man? <clears throat> I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, I love Puerto Rico, yeah. but uh, I'm used to it. You know, like for you to go to those places is something big, but I was born over there. Yeah. So for me, that's normal. So when I come here, to me, it was like, wow, you know, look at this. Everybody's different. Yeah. Like Puerto Rico is a small place. I still miss Puerto Rico, like. But I, what I feel is like I can go and visit. Yeah. You know, over here you have more opportunity to work, make money, and you know. Yeah. So Talk about that. You were 20 years old, and you had had your first son. Yeah. Like and you right. made the decision to, you know, I want something better. How, how scared were you? Were you afraid of, you know, the unknown? <laughs> I guess you would say. Um, it's something about me that uh. When I say that I want to do something, I go 100%. It doesn't matter, like, if I'm afraid or not. Like, I just go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to feel, I never want to feel like, what if? Like, yeah. being so young, being so young, like, um, I was thinking, like, I'm not going to lose anything. You know, uh, it's nothing to lose. I can try, and it's, if it's not working, can come back yeah so and i tell you I, I wasn't ready i wasn't ready like i didn't have savings i didn't have a credit card nothing mm -hmm. i just went to walmart i remember i went to walmart and uh uh i get a credit card over there like prepaid yeah put some money on it and uh buy my first tickets yeah. and we came here so wow have been you know a bless like i tell you i met a lot of people that make me grow Mm -hmm. and uh and you said you got work with the postal service about a month in yeah like that's yeah. that's and huge. i tell you you uh, said that's this has been your only job this right? is my only job my first <laughs> job because uh 
I'm grateful for my for my mother. Like uh, she always told me, your only job right now is to focus on school. Yeah. And in, in the track. Yeah. That's all that I want to. So, I went to college. You know, like three years. And yeah. Speaking about that, you were an accomplished athlete back yeah. in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And like you were, like king of the island you know yeah. tell, tell me about your your sports uh i guess aspirations that you had before you left like what, what were some of the things that you wanted to accomplish while you were there um i was running since i was like eight years so i was part of a track and field team that most of the biggest athletes of Puerto Rico they they go to that track team Okay, is this like so, a, a national team that you guys? It's have? like a it's a private team. Yeah. But uh, that coach, he was a base like he was a father for me like, but he was so tough, mm -hmm. like, he was like the elite, you know. And kinda, that team they like have like uh, Coach K. Yeah, something like that. They have like four coaches, mm -hmm. but he only coach the elite guys. Yeah. So I remember when I first started on that team, I always, uh, I was uh, training with his wife. Mm -hmm. She was the, the coach of the kids. Okay. So she always was putting us to play, okay, tag, uh, you know, playing games. Like we was training, but they, they do it in that way. That way you don't feel like you are training because we were kids. Yeah, so you don't become disinterested, I guess. Yeah. So I was uh, that kid that was always was watching the, the guy, the big guys and watching that coach saying, I want to coach be, with him. I be there, yeah. Since that age, I have that mindset that I want to train with him. Yeah. So when I got the opportunity, he told me, okay, young kid, you want to train with me? My wife told me that you have been telling her for a long time that you want to train with me. Today is the day. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. So since that day, that means everything to me because I knew that uh, to train with him, you have to be on top of your game. You yeah. know, he don't train nobody. Like, he would tell you for sure. Like, if you don't have what it takes to yeah, make it. Yeah. Like, sometimes, you know, a relay is only four guys. Mm -hmm. So he would tell you, like, I can be one of his top guys, but if somebody beat me, he would tell me just straight there, hey, you're out of the relay because somebody beat me. Yeah. So for me. Track is really competitive, man. Yeah. yeah I mean, and what I like about it is it's you against you. Yeah. Nobody can do anything for you. In basketball, you can win a game without scoring. Yeah. On track and field, it's no way. I mean, a relay, okay, but on your sport. But for me, I went to the nationals and I won 100 meters some of the years. Wow. Uh, then started running 400. And for me, that journey was the best. I mean, I love track and field. Sometimes I say, if I won the lottery, yeah. I just go straight to train full time again. Like I love it, you yeah. know. I love basketball too, but when you have a scholarship on track, they normally don't let you play basketball. You can get injured, and you know, track and field is a sport that all year round. Yeah, with, with track, with with track athletes, what's I guess what's fascinates a lot of people, I get, um, is the fact that everybody can run. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody knows how to run, mm -hmm. but to be that elite athlete. Yeah. Uh, and you know what is crazy? Person in your <laughs> you know country, what is yeah. crazy about track and field? If you think about it, you train a whole year, a whole year just to train 10 seconds. Yeah, for one year. 10 event. seconds. Yeah. I was running 400, so I was running 46 seconds, 48 seconds. That's it. Yeah. So you're going through all this pain, 
And and you have to be perfect on that day. Exactly. Yeah. So everything has to be aligned. A lot of different. So, and it's, it's like when everybody's going out to drink and everything, you have to go 6 in the morning to train on the beach or whatever. Mm -hmm. So to me, that helped me a lot because that made me who I am right now. I'm like that in everything. Yeah. When everything, when it starts getting hard, I start pushing because yeah. uh, that's how in, in track and field, they tell you, hey, you have to go 30 minutes. Your body doesn't want to go 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, as soon as you start running, at, I would say like at 10 minutes, you start here, you know, feeling weak or whatever. So you need to keep pushing. Push through that. You only have, you have 20 minutes left. Yeah. So that's like, that, that's how, the same thing you do in the life. You know, life is going to throw you a lot of problems, situations. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Back down? No, yeah. you have to keep pushing and, and. And go harder, you know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's all about. And that says a lot about That's pretty telling about you and your personality yeah. and why you are the way that you are. Because I know you do everything 100%. Yeah. Right? So that's pretty telling. For, and you had to go through that experience yeah. to become who you are today, man. Mm -hmm. uh, that makes a lot of sense, uh, knowing you like I do. Um, you're a, your stature is small. Yep. But you have the probably one of the biggest hearts I've ever seen, man. Like, where does that come from? Man, uh, I guess, like, on track, having the same thing, you know, 400 meters at least, most of the time, they are, like, 6'2", six 6'3". Six mm -hmm. And some people doubt me at that time. Like, you're too small. You need to go to run 100 or 200, you know. And that pushed me. Yeah. Like, like I tell you, my I never feel like I'm, you know, too small or whatever. I feel like yeah. if I if I make this, yeah. you're gonna respect me more, yeah. you know. And it happens in everything. Like on basketball, yeah. it's more noticed. Like when you play basketball, everybody's so big. Like over here in Houston, yeah. everybody is like six three, six five. Yeah. Six, you know what I'm saying? Like and for me, I say like. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm five seven, yeah. and I'm gonna make it tough on you. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? You're not gonna score on me like it's nothing, yeah. or and and like I tell you, I'm I am like this in everything, bro. Like it came track and field make me this way. You know, you have to do it. It yeah. doesn't. My training partner, he's six two. I remember my brother Victor. He's a beast. He was a beast for, of athlete yeah. and. He's so humble, humble, but at the same time, when it's time to to run, yeah, it's no friends over there. So he teach me how to be. Man, I I, I was seven, five seven, but I was running the same. My legs, on the rhythm, yeah, I put the same rhythm that he can put. So you were working twice as hard to get yeah, the but same my my strikes, that, yeah, my yeah. strike on my legs, yeah, I trained with him, so I was listening his steps. Yeah. So somehow I can match yeah. his steps. Yeah. So that's how I learned how to run. And that's so many hours of yeah. dedication to your craft yeah. to and be able I, to we do train, that. Yeah. We train the whole year. We only rest like one month. I guess we, we take off on July. And then... So how did that whole thing kind of come to an end to where you do... You, what, what happened? When I guess uh, what happened in Puerto Rico with the athletes and with most of them, it's like... You don't have that um, help to keep running, and and then when you 
get out of college and something you you need to start working. Mm-hmm. You don't have that like there's not not kind of nothing after that. Exactly. Like I mean, you can go what are you going to do? Go to college and Unless run. Unless you become a coach or something. Or become a, you know, a sponsor athlete or something like Coulson. Mm-hmm. You know who Coulson is? No. Like, uh, he went to Olympics to run uh, 400 holders. That's the one with Puerto Rican. That, that's the only Puerto Rican, I guess, that he was leaving from track. Okay. So, and that's really rare that you actually yeah, can make a living. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the difference. With a lot of track athletes. And that's the difference between when you come to United States or bigger country that they can you support have more you. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like some of the athletes from Puerto Rico, they come here, they get scholarship here, so they keep running. Mm-hmm. I love running, but when you go to the real life, you know, yeah. you have to start working. You don't have like five hours to train. Yeah. So when I was in the school, I get out of the school at three, and then so I eat something. Yeah. I went to the track at four, and then I train until eight mm-hmm. for hours. But when you start working, and you don't you have know, the time to, you dedicate. don't have the time yeah. to. And if you're not putting in the time, you're not gonna be as good. Yeah, as Yeah, exactly. And how you know, you know me. I'm not gonna do anything Half-ass. halfway. Yeah. You know? yeah. If I'm not gonna be my hundred percent, I cannot do it. That's how I am. Yeah. You know. Um, hey man, talk to me about the the Puerto Rican style, man, because you guys are always, you know, clean haircut, <laughs> you know, looking fresh like that. That's really important to in Puerto yeah. Rican uh, culture. Uh, the, I, I'm honestly say that for the men in particular, yeah. to look feel like they need to look a certain way. Where does that come from? Like I tell you, Puerto Rico is the Iceland, and it's good weather, always. Yeah, and uh, on Puerto Rico. Puerto Ricans, they like party. They like to go out. They like to be loud. And I mean, it's a lot of competition, too. You know, you have to be on your A game to be able to, you know, stand out. Like, I would tell you, all, most of the Puerto Ricans uh, get a haircut weekly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have to have, um, you know, chains. Okay. The tattoos and it's a different, you know, all the rappers, yeah. Bad Bunny, Anuel, Anuel, uh, Osuna, yeah. you know, most of the Puerto Rican, I like, I like that. Like the athletes. So it makes sense. Like it, it it's an yeah. island, so exactly. there's a lot of competition. Like you say, the, uh, Los Angeles, yeah. people are always clean because the weather is always good. So yeah. You have to, you you can go out anytime. Right here, it's cold, so you have to wear a coat. You don't look good with a coat. Or maybe you have a good t-shirt, mm-hmm. and nobody will see it because you yeah. have a coat on it. Yeah. In Puerto Rico, no. You, You're you know, showing everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, your wife uh, is also a postal employee yep. as well, um, and she was just as accomplished as you are. Yeah. Uh, in track and field, man. Or more. <laughs> Re- really? Yeah, yeah. You, I don't remember. You told me she was yeah. the number one. She was the number one in 100. What happened is, like, look at this. Like, she was, uh, like, the best, but she don't like to train. Yeah. Her approach to the track wasn't the same. You know, her family loved track, but she loved volleyball. Oh, okay. So her family made her, okay, let's go run because you are the best or whatever. Yeah. But for her, she's, it's, she, it's nothing for her. You know, I'm going to over there, going to win and go home to play volleyball. So you would say that maybe she necessarily didn't didn't love love track, but she was I just mean, she loved good, it, good at it. But uh, she's 
you know, naturally like a beef. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, how competitive did it get between you two? Man, I always tell her. I always tell her like you you could be way better, you know, but she she don't care. Like she's not like me, and that's that's the beauty because I guess uh, I take everything so personal. Like I learn from her. Like sometimes you need to relax. Yeah, I mean, you invite me to play basketball. I'm gonna start training. Yeah. Just to go to hoop with you. Yeah. Why? You know? Yeah. For her, it doesn't make sense. Go over there and play and have fun. To me, it's not like that. To me, I need to win to have fun. Yeah. So if I want to win, I need to be ready. Yeah, I remember you told me a long time ago. You said, uh, I don't enjoy playing basketball. Yeah. I enjoy winning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoy winning yeah. everything, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and, it's uh it's like a mixed feeling because uh sometimes I remember when I went to a church to play, you remember? Yeah. Uh I m- remember the first time I get out of there and I don't know what happened, you know. We had some people, you know, that like to fight over there. And I get out of the car and I was mad and I get to the car and she told me, You are the only one that are fighting over there. Yeah. So everybody's having fun, everybody's laughing and you are the only one taking it so serious. Yeah. So to me, it was like, you know what? It made sense. Yeah. Next day, I started looking at everybody. Everybody was having fun. Everybody was, oh, yeah, you know. It get tense at times, but when the play is over, yeah. everybody was shaking hands. So yeah. then I started learning that. But remember, when I first got here, it was only like 22, something mm-hmm. like that. So, And all that I have been Living was like that. You have to be tough in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, when you play on the court, somebody give you a hard foul, we're going to fight. Yeah. Doesn't matter, you know. Even I, I don't want to fight you, I have to. Yeah. Man, and, and he's he's uh, recalling some of the games that we used to have. Man, this is deep inside <laughs> Kingwood, Texas. Yeah. Uh, we play basketball till midnight, man. Yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah, yeah, we'd be in there fighting, acting crazy. But it showed me your heart, yeah. you know, and this guy, don't he don't mess around with nothing. Uh, I have a basketball league that I started for postal employees uh, about five years ago, and this guy's won. How many times have y'all won? Two out of three. <laughs> Two out of the three times yeah. <laughs> they've won. Uh, we had to shut it down uh, a couple years because of COVID, but they just won this past, this past time, and um, – it, 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 his team can attest, man. It's all because of his heart. He's the heart and soul of their team, and he leads them. Um, and you can kind of understand why and, and why you are the way that you are. Um, talk to me about some of the biggest challenges that you had initially when you first arrived here from Puerto Rico. I mean, it was tough because um, my first language at first is Spanish. Yeah. So, I mean... Maybe I know English, but uh, it's just from school. No, but me talking to you today is night and day from the yeah. conversation that we would have eight years ago. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, like I would say some things and you'd be like, I, I don't really exactly. don't understand. But today, man. And that's what happened. Like I remember when I first started the post office, uh, when I went to the training, uh, I met Anthony. Yeah. And Anthony, 
since day one, he always was talking with to me. I was like, damn, I don't want to talk English. Why he's coming close to me? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Why he want to talk to me so much? But yeah. then he he become like uh, my my angel in the post office. Yeah. Like I I noticed how he take me under his wing. Yeah. When I was struggling, because some people think post office is easy. Like just take your letters and put it on your mailbox. It's it's not like that. Yeah. Like you know when sometimes when you first start you're going to the route and you're casing around that you don't know and it's three three PM and you're still in the office. Yeah. Like even the toughest guy is gonna think about crying, you know, yeah. because you know <laughs> you have like five hours that you have to go out there and deliver. So yeah. but I remember he was the guy who taking me under his wing and helped me always. And uh but I was struggling with everything because everything was new to me. Yeah, I and mean, that's that's uh, excuse me. That's why a lot of people have issue with uh, they they don't have issue. Nobody really has issue, but they ask me about the name. Like, why you call your show on the job training? Yeah, but on the job training is like a euphemism for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I named it that because in the post office, if you when you start, you can shadow. Yeah, you yeah, you, you wouldn't shadow you your regular for three months. Yeah, you know, just just sitting there watching. But until you actually go out on the mm-hmm. route and run the route yourself, yeah, something will click. Yeah, you know, yeah. you get to a point like, and, and, yeah, and you start getting early, you start getting exactly. out early. You but I don't to, know what you it have is. To just do it. But I don't know what it is, but that happened to me. You know, it, one day everything clicks. Yeah. Okay. But it took you actually being out there. Yeah, 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 and that's on the job training and with life. Uh, you being a parent now, yeah. you raising your kids. We don't have a manual. There's no blueprint mm-hmm. for that. Exactly. You have to go through it, and we learn along as as we go. Yeah. You know. So so uh, for for those who are asking on the job training, this is why <laughs> the the name is what it is. Um, talk to me about being married. Uh, married to somebody who does the same job as you. Is that difficult at times? Because uh, I know you guys started together at our office. Yeah. You know. I mean, it was really tough. Like, I mean, the good thing is, like, we can talk on the phone for hours while we are working yeah. because we're doing the same thing. You know, he, she understands what I'm doing. I understand what she's doing. But when we was working on the same office, it was hard because she got the her way to do stuff, yeah. like in everything. Yeah. And I was telling her, hey, you need to case like this. You need to mark your parcel like this. And she said, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I get mad, you know, yeah. because <laughs> you're going to be late. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and it was tough. Like, sometimes she, she want to transfer. But I said, you can transfer wherever you want, but you're not going to my office. Yeah. And all, all the stuff is like, when, let's say, I don't show up today. Mm-hmm. Or they will start asking me, hey, what is her? What, what is Hector? Where, you know? Yeah. It doesn't work. I don't like that. I mean, you but like, it's yeah. I work. I work with my fiance, and I don't know, man. We get along. Like I, I mean, bro, yeah. but but yeah. but she's a beast. Yeah. you are always chilling. You yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got. Yeah, she's always running in and out yeah. of there, and I'm so, taking but my time. No, Melissa is like she always wanna be talking. Yeah. You know, Melissa, she always wanna be talking be with everybody. Yeah. and <laughs> I always put my headphone on. Yeah. I only talk with Edward or yeah. No, you I don't. Do I don't like job. exactly. Yeah. I get out. So, yeah. um, so talk to me about um, you having. I know you had your your first 
son, and that was he was a catalyst in you coming over yeah. to America. But um, talk to me about being a dad and and having a daughter in particular, and how much that's changed you as a as a as a as a person. I mean, uh, I always take everything, tell everybody like I love my both of my childs uh, the same. Uh, I don't love my boy more than my daughter, but my daughter, she changed my life. Like how I see everything, how I wanna act. Because sometimes I, I I am really tough on me on myself on. Uh, I'm really explosive. Like sometimes if somebody if something bothers me, I I gonna explode. Yeah. Just like that, you know. I don't I don't think about it. I just. But since I got Mia, uh, everything changed. Uh, I mean, I want to be the best example that she have. Like how I treat my wife, how I talk to my wife, how I because. Sometimes when you fail on that, she will allow that for her too. Like, because when you have a son, mm-hmm. you want him to be tough. You know, that's how a man is supposed to be or whatever. But when you have a daughter, yeah, everything's changed. Yeah, you know, and and the good thing about my wife is like, I am really tough. You know, in everything that I do, but she's the opposite, and that's what I, we was talking about the balance, yeah. like. She's the one who made the kids say good morning, uh, good night, I love you. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. That I was raised by a military man. So my, my grandfather, that's my only man figure that I grew up with. Yeah. And my only regret, because he, he passed away, and I never told him I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Because you know how militaries are. I know... That he knew I love him, but yeah. we don't say it. Yeah. Melissa always saying I love you. You know, the kids are always saying I love you. So for me, having a daughter kind of softened you up a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it softened me up. I'm a teddy bear right now, you know. <laughs> but uh, I like it, you yeah. know. And 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 it takes time because I get. I guess it was God too because I was on the right place. I was around people that allowed me. Mm-hmm. to be like that allow me to be you know show my emotions without they thinking that I'm soft because yeah. that's what happened too like sometimes with men you know you don't want to let some people know okay he's so soft or whatever that doesn't mean anything yeah. by the way just you know Especially your ego when it comes to your family yeah but your ego gets in the way and you start changing and thinking that if you show this emotion you are soft but no yeah it's the whole opposite, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, honestly, when I it's the opposite, when I had know. my daughter, that really, really changed uh, the person who I I wanted to ultimately become. Um, I started doing honestly when I since I've been seventeen, uh, I haven't done anything for me. Exactly. You know, most of the yeah. things I do, ninety nine. The only thing I probably do for myself is at night I might have some ice cream. That, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. It's That's what I tell everybody. It's not good for my stomach. It fucks me up anyway. So, <laughs> not but ninety nine percent of the things that I do uh, are not for me. Yeah, and uh, especially when I have my daughter, man. Um, and like just, that, and like that with everything. Yeah. Even with Melissa. Yeah. I always tell her that um, everything that I do has to 
make them better. Yeah. I don't do anything just for... Yeah, mm. I, I would not make a decision just because some of my friends would say, oh, you're cool. No. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense for my family. I'm not going to do it. Like, it doesn't matter, like, what it is. No. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's real right that's there. Real. That's um, real, you had some uh, influences because, you know, when I first met you, uh, you were young, man. Mm. How old were you? 22? 22. And to see you uh, evolve into the person that you become today, um, you always been stand up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you kind of demand that respect. Yeah. But uh, to watch you grow into the person that you've become uh, is really admirable. And, uh, Appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are some of your biggest influences in the fact that you have changed? What kind of led you to to look at things differently? I know it, uh, one was your daughter. Yeah. You having your daughter, but uh, I know you talked about changing your environment and the yeah. people that are around you. Man, that's key. And... Uh, since I remember, my mother always told me, like, uh, tell me who you are with, and I will tell you what you are. At that time, I said, like, of course, that, that's nothing, you know. I can be around people, and I'm not like them. Yeah. But uh, that yeah, doesn't... That's, that's how I was. I, my mindset but, was like, you think, you must think I'm stupid, because I'm, I'm smart enough to, yeah, to but, be who but, I am. Yeah. But what you don't understand is, like, you will eventually start doing things that go against yourself, like who you are. You're going to start going against who you are just because you want to make them, you know, respect you, I guess, or think that you are cool. Mm -hmm. Just because you are in the group, if everybody start, oh, let's going to make fun about this guy, mm -hmm. you're not going to be the only one who's staring like, man, you're stupid. No, you're going to do it. At least you're going to start laughing a little bit. Yeah. But inside of you, you know, you know you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. I mean, when your family raised you the correct way, you understand what is good and what is bad. Yeah. Well, what helped me, and I will tell you, he, don't, he maybe don't realize this, but it was Edward. Yeah. Uh, he's my brother. Like, he never talked to me um, about how I have to do things. But uh, he teach me by example. Mm. He look at me and tell me sometimes, I want to be tough like you. I want to do, you know, I want to play, play like you or whatever. Or I said, like, man, I want to be like you. Yeah. I want to I wanna act like you, like how you love your kids. Yeah. How you express that love. Because maybe we love our child the same way, but how he show it. Mm -hmm. How he tell his kids that that is here. He take time to spend time with his sons. His, you know, his day off, nobody can call him and tell him, hey, let's go out or whatever. No. That day is reserved for his family, no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. So that changed me. Uh, because uh, like like I learn watching. I don't learn sitting studying. No, I don't like that. So when I see somebody that is happy, mm -hmm. that doesn't matter when things get really hard, he always can go through it. I was like, damn, how he do it? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, he go through really tough things and he can come through it. But he got God. He 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 trusts in his family, his wife. They can get into uh, arguments, but nothing change him. Yeah. You know, that's the key. And you mentioned uh, his faith in God is what kind of keeps him centered. Uh, How has God played a role in your development up until this point? I mean, my family was uh, from the Catholic Catholic Church. So for me, I never feel like it touched me or nothing like that. But since I started, when Edward go to the church, like he converted to to God, I was in pain. I was in pain because I was feeling like I lost my friend, like, because I knew what it means to go to that route. Because sometimes I drink, yeah. I say bad words, and sometimes I feel like uh, I am a bad influence in some stuff, you know? I never invite him to come to drink with me. I never tell him, hey, do you want to drink something or you want to, never. Yeah. But I, I am this friend that when you are mad, you say, hey, Hector, Let's go out. I say always say yes. You know, I am the the friend that I will always say yes. So, but I was saying now he's in the church. He, 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 I lose him. Yeah, like it's no way that I can be around him without influencing him, or the music that I listen. He don't, he don't want to listen no more. So, he tell me I start listening to, uh, you know. Church, um, like Christian music, no music, but like podcast or oh, okay. Christian, uh, you know. Yeah, and for some reason, it started touching me, like saying, like, I don't feel that bad. So I start without he telling me nothing, it was just me. Yeah, so I start feeling like I want to change, I want to be a better person, I don't want to feel like I need to prove that I'm tough. Everybody knows that I'm tough, yeah, everybody know how I am. Yeah. So why I have to be saying that I'm tough? Projecting that all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I get to my home, I am, I am a teddy bear, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So why I have to be saying, oh, I am a beast or whatever? Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. without me saying it. Because let's say you were saying, like, when I get to the post office, I was, I never, I, I, I think I was always humble and, don't talk to nobody, but y'all know that I, I, they, you need to respect me. Yeah. Without, without me saying it. Yeah. So why I have to be saying on the social media or whatever? So, and that is heavy. That is a heavy armor that we have to, you know, cover yourself. So I take it off. Yeah. And uh, be around that people help me. You know, with my wife, with my family. I'm not telling you that my life now is perfect because no, it's not perfect. But now I have the the resource and thinking, okay, maybe this is God that is putting me in this place so I can grow and say I need to be a better person. I cannot be so explosive and and I need to appreciate what everybody's doing because Melissa do a lot of stuff for me. Mm-hmm. I need to appreciate that. But when you are so egocentric, you know, thinking just about you and what you like and what you are, you don't think about the people that's around you. Yeah. Even though they are with you all the time, you don't think about them. 
and 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 that's you know Edward example change everything change you know if you stay around Edward a long time you will change for oh, sure yeah. yeah most definitely man for and sure then, and this know. is Ed, Edward Gallant man yeah. and he used to work with us at, at yeah. Kingwood too yeah. and everybody can attest every anybody who knows Edward knows that he's a respectable yeah. man. You know, um, and he won't like you said. He won't tell you. Uh, well, you you'll know that he's a man of faith, but he won't push God exactly. on you. But he will lead by example, man. And um, I guess as I've gotten older, um, I kind of figure that out. You know, slowly. Uh, I always had an example of what you know a a a, a man who believes in Christ should be. Yeah. But until you kind of live that life mm-hmm. um you'll never fully understand you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you know kind of what it entails and the things that you have to sacrifice you yeah. know you have to remove your ego mm-hmm. you know that's part of it and this, of the whole that's thing. really hard <laughs> yeah yeah especially really when you're hard. young you yeah know? exactly yeah you, you need you feel that you need to prove everybody wrong and it's like everybody was saying now like don't prove nobody wrong. Uh, don't prove nobody wrong mm-hmm. prove yourself right yeah. So you don't have to prove nothing to nobody. Yeah. You know what you need to do. You yeah. know what is best for you. Um, talking about um, just proving people wrong or influences when you were coming up, um, your mom is one of the nicest people I've ever yeah. met, man. That's a beautiful woman, a beautiful spirit. Uh, talk to me about, uh, I know you said your your mom and your grandmother raised you. Yeah. Talk to me about that coming up and how much you respect, you know, uh, everything that they, they, they did for you coming up. I guess um, now that I'm a father, I appreciate more everything that she has done for me. Yeah. She was a single mother. Uh, I went to a private school. Oh, wow. And... Uh, Everything by herself. My father doesn't give me anything, you know. And at that time, it was normal for me. If, if I want a PlayStation, she got it for me. Yeah. If I want uh, the best shoes, she got it for me. So for me, it was normal to have everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she told me no at that time or sometimes. And I started, you know, come on. Huh? Yeah. She gave it to me. Yeah. And I tell you from small to big, like, when I was bigger, I told her I want a, a BMW. She like, you're crazy. Yeah. I st- I keep doing it. She bought me a BMW. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she's everything for me. She raised me. She was tough. She's still tough. Mm-hmm. Like she don't like to sugarcoat anything. If she don't like something, she don't like it, and she don't like it. Yeah. But for me. Man, she's everything. I mean, I fight a lot with her right now. <laughs> I mean, because and you, can, I, you can appreciate that relationship now because time has passed and you have your own family now. Yeah, but you know what? All the the I remember the I went to really expensive uh, hotels and uh, I went to you know track and field meets outside the Puerto Rico and. She always was paying for it, mm-hmm. but uh, I always was thinking like she never was there with me because she wasn't able to do it. You know, she wasn't able to afford. I went to Disney, but she made sure you went. Yeah. yeah. So 
as soon as I start working and I start getting my money and everything, I said, I'm going to pay everything back. Yeah. I'm going to make her enjoy everything with me now, with my kids. Yeah. So if I go to Disney now, she's coming with she's me. Coming. If I go to a cruise, she's coming with me. Yeah. So, and the good thing uh, is that she have a good relationship with Melissa. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that helps. But, but you, we talked before. You said it wasn't always, that wasn't always yeah, the yeah, case. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean. Talk, talk to me about, <laughs> you know, you know, she, you said she was the kind of person, nobody was good enough for, yeah. you were her only yeah. kid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, nobody was good enough. Nobody. For her son. Nobody. So, when I first started with Melissa, nobody. My grandma doesn't like Melissa. My mother how can you not like Melissa? Melissa's the sweetest <laughs> person ever. I guess yeah. because uh, when Melissa was young, yeah, it wasn't like that, bro. She, <laughs> she was mean. She liked to be bragging. She liked to be, you know. I won't believe it. But it's 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 like that fire when you're running, when you are like in the track. Yeah. On the, you know, she was a winner. Yeah, so. She was the best runner in Puerto exactly. Rico. Exactly. So yeah. she was bragging. Yeah. So my grandma doesn't like that, you know. But... You know she's you know how she is and slowly but surely she you know she got everybody in his pocket you know yeah. now my family can can talk crazy things they, about they, me they choose her before exactly. you yeah for sure <laughs> that's for how sure. it always yeah. works yeah but yeah. I'm blessed like I tell you I'm blessed that uh my family love her you know sometimes you know it's hard because my mother was living with us for years like for three years helping us and you know mm -hmm. when you are in, you are married you don't want your mother-in-law living with you you know yeah but i mean she taken and she accepted yeah i i'm i come to find out some of that those hard things i'm i'm learning this now uh when you deal with family right and you say that, you know, man, nobody wants their mother-in-law living with yeah. them or uh, I have to do this to help out and, you know, somebody has to come stay with me. Honestly, man, those those things I come to appreciate as I get older are what kind of unite unite a family yeah. and you can appreciate but it. Man, it think, builds a bond. Think about it. Yeah. If it wasn't but for Soraida, I wasn't going to be here. She helped me. She take me, my wife, and my kid in his house. Yeah. So she helped me to stand up here, and I'm right, right now I have my family, my house, everything. Yeah. Just thanks to Soraya. Yeah. If it wouldn't have been for that step, who no. knows? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's how it ends. You have to help people. Some people will be grateful. Mm -hmm. Some people doesn't. But you need to do the right thing. We come back again to do the right thing. Some people will appreciate it. Some people it's gonna be you know they doesn't care. Yeah. So, but it's part of the process, you know. You cannot be doing things thinking, oh, I'm not going to help this guy because he's going to be bigger than me. No, if you are bigger than me, I feel blessed that I help you. I'm proud to have yeah. Yeah, help, helped you in some so kind of that's way. That's how you feel, you know. That's in everything. Like, even in the basketball court, mm -hmm. I know I'm not the best basketball player, but I feel, you know, proud that the best basketball player tell me, we need you. Yeah. Or... You're not going to the game tonight. Oh, we're gonna lose or whatever. You know, Jose is a beast basketball player. Yeah. Elway is a basketball player. Cooper. Yeah. But every time that uh, they know that I'm going, they know I'm gonna give a hundred percent. Yeah. So they know 
we almost have this game already win because Hector is here. Yeah. I'm not going to score 20 points, but I, I, I know that I'm going to stop the guy from the other team to score 20, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and that's part of the, how I am, bro. Like, I, I like to give everybody my 100%. It doesn't matter if you have good intentions or no. I just, if you betray me, it's on you. Yeah. Because... You're gonna lose a good friend. Yeah. Um. Talk to me about um. You were in Puerto Rico, right? And you were kind of the the man, mm. you know. Um. You had a lot of influence, and there was a point. There were a couple points in your life where you had to make some decisions about which way that you wanted to go. Um. I know you said you grew up in a part of Puerto Rico that was that's kind of known for being a, a very bad area. Yeah. And you being so young there, you kind of had to make some decisions on the kind of person that you wanted to be. Uh, talk to us about some of those those stories. <sighs> okay. Grow, growing up there in an environment like that. Uh, to me, it was hard because uh, uh, my family, from my mother's side, they are really strict. Mm -hmm. you know, the right way, you know, respectful and everything. But on my father's side, everything was the streets, the drugs, the, from being tough. Yeah. So growing up, when I went to a track, you know, that team, uh, it was a lot of people from the hood. Yeah. But for some reason that we were tough, they respect me. They can mess with everybody. Yeah. They have fun of everybody. Yeah. Well, Never, not even one time they yeah. make fun of me or completely opposite. They always tell me, hey, if something happened, we got you. Yeah. But my mother, on Saturdays, you know, some of the guys of the hoods, they don't have, their fathers doesn't show up to the track meetings. Mm -hmm. So my mother, I remember, we went to the worst places after the track meet because my mother take them to the houses. Oh, wow. So you... You don't. You never think that those guys will protect you, because some of them they get out of the track and field and they start, you know, controlling some stuff. Yeah. So when they see me, they know my mother did everything for them, so they love my mother. Yeah. So, but it was a team of on my life that a time of my life that that power mm -hmm. like gets me drunk. You know, some people think say that, you know, when the powers, you know, when you have some people that have a lot of power and tell you, if you need something, just call me, I'm here. Yeah. You start believing that you are un untouchable. Like, you have the street supporting you, but you have your, ma your mother saying, that's wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to do this. Or So we went to, you know, always have this thing about, damn, I like the power, but I respect my mother so much. My family, they're going to suffer if they if they put me in jail. or yeah. Because you don't think about it. If you go to fight with somebody, you can kill somebody. Or if you are have, like sometimes I pick up this guy because we want to fight. And hey, somebody's messing with me. Okay, come pick me up. I went and picked them up. Yeah. They have guns and everything in their car. So... If I if a cop pull you pull you over, 
I'm going to jail with them because that's my car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mother always talked to me about these things. So that's why I tell you sometimes when I was about to do the wrong thing, mm -hmm. everything that my mother told me fly through my mind. Like, you know, you, you're not supposed to be doing this or yeah. whatever. But, and that's why I'm grateful for her. Like, yeah. I, I, I get, uh, parents as a, if you're a parent, like you, you can attest to always don't ever feel like you don't have influence over yeah, your, yeah, over yeah, your yeah. child. Maybe, maybe I wasn't, yeah. maybe I, you, you never expressed that mm -hmm. you're acknowledging what she's saying, but yeah, it's working inside lot, your mind. Especially yeah. a lot of kids nowadays, they have their earbuds in yeah, and they yeah. feel like, you know, they're not paying attention. Always continue to tell your kid what's right. Yeah. Um, Cause they are listening, especially yeah. when you're a teenager. You wanna, you ain't gonna sit you there. You think you are on top yeah. of the world. Yeah. yeah, you know. But I'm glad. But that it'll I... ring true, and when when it comes time to make a decision, you'll recall some of the things that your parents were trying yeah, to do. Yeah, for, for sure, you. for yeah. sure. And 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 it only takes one mistake. Yeah. It can ruin your life forever. Yeah. Like you can kill somebody by a punch or whatever, and it's going to ruin your life, your future, everything. Mm -hmm. How many guys, you know, it happens like that. Yeah. Just one mistake, that's all you got. So that's why I'm grateful that when that times get to my life, I always have been able to make the right decision. Yeah. So maybe it's not the popular decision, but it's the right decision, you know. Everybody would talk. Everybody would say, oh, you should do this, you should do that. But, I mean, I'm grateful. Like, I can look back and they stay in the same place. Yeah. I have grown a lot. Not even just the material stuff, mm -hmm. but me as a person, as Hector. Yeah. I have grown a lot. Yeah. So. I can see that. Um, it, it seems like you <clears throat> were made the right decision. Every time you jumping out on faith to even come here in the first yeah, place yeah. Uh, turned out to be the right decision for you and your family, man. And I'm really happy that things went the way that they went. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy that I, I have a, a friend uh, yeah. who's been my good friend for for years now. Yeah, um, and I really appreciate you uh, as a person and what you what you bring to to our our friend group. Yeah, same here, bro. Same here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I always tell tell this story that when I first met you in the court, I remember when you bring your son, and I saw you like being his friend. Like he was talking to you like if you were another friend. And I always told my wife, I wanna be like that with Hector. I wanna go to the court. He look at me because I know he has to be proud. Like, damn, my father's still balling, you know, my yeah. father still has swag, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I want to feel, you know, make Hector feel, you know. Yeah, yeah. And well, I, yeah, I had my son pretty early on in age, I was 17 when he was born. And uh, we kind of grew up together, yeah, you yeah. know, so we, we have that relationship. Yeah. You know, me and both my sons, man, uh, he played in that last league with yeah, us, my yeah, youngest yeah. son. But um, you have to be their friend first, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta they need be to there. trust you. Yeah, they got to trust you, but also understand that. They need to respect you, you know. Yeah, you'll that's, be there. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. going on, I'm there. And you're allowed to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but I ain't gonna put up with too many of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So it, it it's fun, man. Being a yeah. parent is fun. Yeah. yeah, for me, it's the best thing. It happens, you know. Yeah, I don't regret nothing. You know. Yeah, I'm really happy, and it's the best thing that happened to me. You know, Mia have a lot of stuff from from me. You know, I can see her, and I see things that I don't like about me. Yeah. That helped me to change too because I said like I don't like that. Yeah. And then I look at her. That's me. Yeah, that's what she I was do. just born with that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. So I need to yeah. change that. She don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, that's how you. life works. You yeah. know, like God sent me Mia to tell me, hey, that's you. Yeah. You know, she's pretty and everything, but yeah. she got a bad attitude. So you need to <laughs> fix it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, uh, here, give, give the people your social media out, man, where they can hey, follow you. Hey, they can follow me on Speedy 400 on Instagram and Hector Sanchez on Facebook. So, All right. Hector Sanchez, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys watching, man. Tune in for the next episode of On The Job Podcast. Peace. Appreciate it, bro.